1: race podcasts out there in podcast land. I'm Mike Kapler, along with Joel Brzezinski. And why do I say that? Well, we're just kind of on our own little island. We're here. stranded. We're just doing our own thing. Uh, bringing you along with us for the ride. Just two guys talking. We're not trying to shove anything down your throat. We're just trying to provide you with some perspectives that may go very much against many of the things you've been taught or heard or have assumed about the bible or jesus or god and uh you can do what you want with it you might not like everything we say join the club uh, <laughs> I, I i can't even agree with myself sometimes so how are you doing this week joel
0: good and uh, by the way next week our special guests are going to be the harlem globetrotters <laughs>
1: <laughs> where did that come from
0: well if you remember uh harlem globetrotters on gilligan's island
1: No, they weren't on Gilligan's Island. They were
0: on Gilligan's Island. You don't remember that? Oh my goodness! Ah, well, you're making that. You're you're making that. You're going to have to go back and and watch that. That was that was fun, and we had Wrong Way Feldman. (laughs) Well,
1: Wrong Way, I remember. Yes. Yeah. I, I I Him and I were buddies for a long time, me and wrong way.
0: <laughs> Fortunately, I found the right way. Yeah, though, no, I hear you. the right way, a lot of people think that that is works. I'm getting back to our, our little thing here. But, yeah, you'll have to look up the, the Harlem Globetrotters there on, on Gilligan's Island. That was when I was a kid. That was just fun seeing them on, on there. <laughs> anyway... I, I, I still, I, you're
1: losing me on this because being a Gilligan's Island fan, although I haven't watched it for years, I never saw the Globetrotters on there.
0: Well, you're you're missing out then. The Harlem <laughs> Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island, I'm Googling it right now because this you're, is- me, You this are is, messing with This me. is very important stuff. The Harlem <laughs> Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island in 1981, made for television comedy film. Oh well that wasn't Gilligan's Island, nineteen eighty one. It was a made for television comedy film, the third of three movies that reunited the cast of the sixty four to sixty seven sitcom Gilligan's Island. Yeah, okay. Well I thought you were talking about the actual series. Well I just said they were on Gilligan's Island, that's all. That yeah, okay, I said. all right.
1: Well, I guess we're on <laughs> Gilligan's Island, like I said.
0: <laughs> so, no, to be serious. Uh, in my announcer voice. All right.
1: Skipper.
0: <laughs> oh, I want to be Thurston Howell III. That, that would be me. No, I'd, I'd know, be the professional.
1: As, as, as long as we're being transparent here real quick, and then we'll move on to Ephesians. <laughs> but, you know, while while the other kids were arguing about Ginger and Marianne, I kind of secretly had a crush on <laughs> Mrs.
0: Howell. <laughs> I just knew you were going to say that. I just knew you were going to say that. And, um, yeah, to digress just a little bit further here, and then we'll be back. For whatever reason, on YouTube the other day, it came up where the cast of Gilligan's Island, they acted like they were the Roseanne people on the show Roseanne. (laughs) And so, like, uh, the professor was there. I think he was Dan. I can't remember. Marianne, Ginger, and Gilligan. Those, Those four characters were playing... Roseanne characters. Anyway, okay, we've digressed enough. You've got to look that up, too. Even yes. though I never liked the show Roseanne back then, but I thought it was cool to see the Gilligan's cast on there.
1: Back back to the uh, Growing and Grace podcast, which, by the way, is produced by
0: Harold Hacuba Productions. <laughs> <laughs> and you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. How's that for a segue? And Good. once you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So we're in Ephesians 2. You had um, talked a little bit about some things in Ephesians 1 last week. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Any uh, hint of works here yet Um, as far as our part in this? God, who is rich in mercy, his great love with which he loved us, We were dead in trespasses, but he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. He raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. His exceeding riches, the exceeding riches of his grace, his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. I'm seeing a theme here, and it has nothing to do with with our works. And in fact, he goes on to say in Ephesians, "...for by grace you have been saved through faith." "...and that not of yourselves. (laughs) It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast." So there's Mm. all of this stuff about what God has done. Again, his great love. He made us sit together. By grace we have been saved. All of these things by God, not of our works, lest anyone should boast." If we could stand before God and say, Look God at what I have done, you know, if we could boast about something that we have done in front of God, then again Christ's sacrifice would have been in vain because we can do it. You know, we don't need Christ to die on the cross for our sins because look, look God, look at my works, look what I can do, look at how I've turned from being a, a dirty, rotten sinner to all these good things that I'm doing, look at, look at me, God. And that would effectively negate the cross of Jesus Christ. I don't know of anyone that would actually say, that, hey, look at me, look what I can do. But if a person is boasting in their works or thinking, hey, look at my works, that's really what you're doing. You're negating the cross. And he says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So there's the good works, not to get saved not to gain anything with god but because we're his workmanship and we were created in christ jesus for them for the good works that god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them so when the works come in it has nothing to do with gaining anything from god it's just something that now that we're saved now that we're in him it's something that we walk in because we're his workmanship you see the emphasis on him It's what he has done, his love, Mm -hmm. his grace, the exceeding riches of his grace. It's all about what he has done and not our works. Yeah, I mean, this passage here is so rich, we're going to spend a
1: little time in it here in Ephesians 2. He goes on, Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles—now Paul's a Jew, right? but he's saying, you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision. The circumcision, the Jews, in other words, would call them the uncircumcision. Uh, Remember, at that time, you were separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That was the state of us Gentiles, non-Jewish people. Uh, There was no covenant for us. We were without hope. We were without God. That's the way it was. But now, but now, verse 13, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You were far off, you've been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, or the middle wall of separation, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the enmity or the hostility or the dividing wall that was in the way. He came and preached peace to those of you who were near. Uh, who, I'm sorry, who were who who are far off, the Gentiles, and those who were near, the Jews. So what we've got here in this passage is Paul explaining Gentiles without a covenant. Jews had one, but it failed. And there was this dividing wall between the two groups. And what was that dividing wall? It was the law of commandments contained in ordinances, and he tore it down. He got rid of it. It's completely demolished. A new covenant took its place, and he brought the two groups into one, reconciling them both to God. There is no longer Jew or Gentile here. Jesus took care of all of that. And verse 18, for through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father, and we're no longer strangers and aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a
0: holy temple in the Lord. Joel, I'll
1: let you finish up. Mm, yeah, that's
0: that's some good stuff there. Again, it's, it's all about what he has done. It's about how in his flesh in the flesh of Jesus Christ the enmity the law of commandments i mean where where is this preached that the law of commandments was the enmity <laughs> that that, that yeah. was the enmity. Now, Joel, <laughs> Joel. kids are in Sunday
1: school, they're, they're taught to try to abide and live by that religious standard from the earliest
0: age that they can understand. Right, memorize. And, and it totally sends them off in the wrong direction from right. the start. Yeah, they're taught to memorize the Ten Commandments. They're taught to learn all these old covenant ways. They're really old covenant ways, but as this says, we Gentiles weren't even part of that thing. We weren't even included in that thing in the very beginning. And then now that that middle wall of separation has been broken down, it's not that God has said, okay, so now you Gentiles who were formerly far off, now you're going to be put into the law. Now you're, now we're going to have you keep the law. It's not that at all. It, it says that there is one body, reconciled together, this one body, former Jews who were under the law and former Gentiles who didn't have the law, the circumcision and the uncircumcision brought together by faith, having access to God in one body through the cross, those who were far off, as you said, the the Gentiles, and those who were near, the Jews, for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father." we had talked about this idea that there are two different Gospels and a lot of people get that from Ephesians chapter 3 for this reason I Paul the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you and so people take this and, and what else Paul says here as there being a dispensation of grace for the Gentiles which was given to me for you. He's talking about the Gentiles, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, that Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body. Well, this word dispensation, actually, if you look at it in the Greek, it doesn't mean something that is poured out. It means a stewardship. Paul was given a stewardship. The grace of God was given to Paul to have this stewardship that God gave to him for the gentiles to share the gospel not a gospel that was for them but to share the gospel and he says it right here in verse 6 that gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise through the gospel through the gospel of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power So God gave Paul grace to share this mystery that now Gentiles are fellow heirs with the Jews of the same body, not two separate bodies, not a gospel for Israel and a gospel for Gentiles, but one body is one gospel that's for for both. And if you have faith in Christ, the gospel is for you and you're put into this one body. So anyway, just wanted to touch on that real quick as we end this week and we'll get more into uh, some of the fascinating, wonderful words of Paul about this wonderful gospel of grace in the weeks to come right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.